Yeah, the Joker had a mask on for his whole house. Yeah. yeah, everybody sleep. It's not a game, yo. It's not a game. COVID can't boy. take all of us. Somebody got to uh, say somebody, what happened. Somebody got to live, right? Somebody got to live to tell the story. Ain't no reason it's got to not be me. Yeah. No, nah, I completely 100% agree. That That's a a, a great way of start thinking about these things. You know? <laughs> Breaking down the patriarchy of all that. <laughs> you know, like we just always oh, got to be us because we just chauvinists. Chauvinists, right? Nah, yeah. but why wouldn't it be us? <laughs> that's just the whole... It's, it's roll of the dice, right? It should be either yeah. or like a Plinko chip, exactly. but it shouldn't be. It's just not... I, I, I'm a male, so I die first. I don't, I don't understand the link, the real, the biological link between the two. Between the two, yeah. yeah. If I'm going to die, I need to have a little science behind that. Nah, so the patriarchy, everybody hates the patriarchy, patriarchy until they don't hate it. Until they, right, we're all, we all kind of pick a la carte how we're going to do these how things. We gonna do, how we're going to do these things. So, you know, women and children. Don't kill women and children. Like nobody be like, no, I'm equal. You can kill me <laughs> right now too. Nobody, nobody ever says that shit, yo. I'm dressing as a woman. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Read the Fine Print, the show. I changed the name. It's the show because I don't know what this thing is going to be. Shout out to Dame Dash for inspiring the change, even though I never met the man. I heard him on um, the uh, Earn Your Leisure podcast, and he was talking about um, them operating, thinking of, thinking of themselves as a podcast versus thinking of themselves as a show. So um, go check that out. But, you know, now it's Read the Fine Print the show um this week's guest um is william jacobs he's a howard law school alum actually he's a howard uh university alum also he did double howard he's an attorney by trade he's a comedian he's a family man um he's just one of my good friends i had a very good time recording this episode and um i hope you enjoy it it just always seems weird when i interview somebody quote-unquote interview or have a conversation with somebody um on mic or recorded that i talk to pretty often and just kind of sort of like you know acting like i don't know what is going on in this life but i think it came out great um as always please like rate and review and if you feel it in your heart please think about coming becoming a sponsor and or donating to the show so we can keep this thing rolling. All right, peace. Trust, I'm like the X-Files, yo. Trust no one. Trust no one. Check up on no one and trust no one. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So we, we already started hot there. So introduce oh. yourself, man. Who who are you? Who do I have the pleasure of doing it? We on Zoom. Yeah. Zoom, y'all better just cut me a check, man. I'm going to start. If I, I'm going to be on some... um. It's a puff joint. Remember, he was he did the making the band joint. He was like, if you want to see this 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 thing bleeped out, send me the check. Yeah. I mean, I only got like two 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 listeners, but <laughs> <laughs> two. Hey, probably got start somewhere. Not two. <laughs> Yo, me and my mom sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. Yeah, that yeah. But go ahead, introduce yourself, man. Well, uh, first of all, that is. Can you hear me? Okay. Hold on. 
Yeah. Uh, you can hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. You, you crispy right now. That podcast introduction is the self checkout line of podcasts where you just come on and say, Hey, tell them who you are. Okay. I don't, I don't yeah. feel like going into an intro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, y'all do the intro afterwards though. And the reason I, the reason I do the intro afterwards is because for me, what I found out that me introducing a person, me introducing a person as if I don't know him, or if I'm just, if I haven't introduced, introdu- I haven't interviewed anybody I don't know yet. So me introducing somebody as if I don't know him always puts me in a weird space that it seems to take me like five to ten minutes to get mm-hmm. out of instead of me just talk. Because like I'm like I know this per- know this person so su- subconsciously I'm probably like I don't want to mess it up. You know what I'm saying? So I just rather right. have a person introduce themselves themselves and then I just go back later okay. on and introduce them. To introduce them. Does that make oh, sense? That's like something on NPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it that way. Tea, do it tea, that way. Uh, tea cups and table talk with the yeah. previous Patea. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> we try to get to the bag, man. The entire audience is snapping their fingers. They ready to hear what you have to give them. <laughs> exactly, yo. Get your, get your teas ready. Your hot tea, you know, cut down to Kim from now. You know, everybody, yeah. that's, everybody that's deep, listen to Kim. <laughs> Every black person, <laughs> Kim and the Family Soul, or whatever they call. I love both them. I, I honestly do. I think I might be part of that. Are you 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 use so, uh, shea butter too? Oh, well, I'm not sure. Can we talk about what happened to Chrisette Michelle? Have you put out public thoughts on this? Nah, nah. I, I introduce yourself, man. So we oh, can go. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We went all cart before the horse. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm Will Jacobs. Uh, I'm a comedian. Uh, former kind of slash kind of current attorney and uh, also work uh, during the day in a mm-hmm. sector that I prefer to keep to myself. Some things mm-hmm. we have to keep to ourselves. Every hustle yourself, is not man. for public consumption. So those are the things I'm uh, giving out publicly is gotcha. a comedian and attorney. And uh, um, yeah, that's it. So see, and this is why I'm glad I had you introduce yourself because I probably would have spilled more than you were you were comfortable with the public having. Well you could always edit it either way, but whatever works yeah. for you. <laughs> See that's my excuse. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're starting with uh at one fifty on a Sunday? <laughs> hey yeah don't tell me with the time stamps, son. Huh? Sky is yo whew. yo. All right man. What did you what say? You, you, didn't, you didn't want to hide the world from your son. You wanted to hide the son from <laughs> you or something. <laughs> that what you just did? <laughs> yeah, before, just, before Adonis, Adonis, yeah, he said he yeah. said you hide the world from your. I don't know what he said. Whatever he said was crazy. That's not what you good. said. Sounded though. That's all I was saying. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I hope I, I didn't want it to sound like that. But. My bad. I should shut up and let you do your show. Yeah, man. yeah. So nah, nah. We going we 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 cool, man. So before we get into it, because we already got into it, it's gonna be interesting editing this joint because <laughs> I think we started off hot. So it was like. Do I keep the intro and then <laughs> the fake intro? <laughs> That's true. You might want to keep one to release after I die. <laughs> right? Keep that first one. Keep the first one. Then I die and you keep dropping tape so people go, damn, is he really alive? Keep some yeah. shit like that for like me. some Tupac shit. Yeah, because yeah. I, I see you jogging and stuff, so I probably go first. So just keep that shit. Nah, man. Um, 
we talk about the jogging. Oh, let me let me let me let me give my my uh before we get too crazy. I'm kidding. I'm gonna live a long time. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, we all live a long time. Serious. Let me give you your flowers while you can smell them, brother. Uh, uh, he he's putting the thumbs up, people. Y'all y'all not gonna see this video, but he just put the thumbs up. So, um, you are one of the few people in my life. Uh, we don't talk every week. I don't even know if we talk every month, but when we talk, it's always deep. It's always fun. It's always um, I I, I depend on you to give me the unpopular opinion. Now, I ain't going to say the unpopular opinion. I'm going to say I, I, I depend on you to give me your unfiltered opinion, whether I agree with it or not. Like when it comes to life, politics, whatever. And, you know, it's also I'm also very proud of you. Um, this is it. This is it. Sounds weird because these are stuff that I told you off mic. Right. <laughs> like, true. true. Yeah, yeah. So it's always weird when I'm telling you stuff on mic that I've told you a thousand times. Right. But I'm also proud of you, of just you just doing, going after whatever you said you was going to go after, whether it's going to be, you know, the law, you know, you're doing, you're doing the comedian thing, you know, you're doing the family thing. And you always, I, I've seen your growth over the last 15 years and this shit is inspiring, man. Because you, like, for me, I, I know you and you tell me stuff. I'm sure you don't tell a lot of people. And I, I, I've seen, like, ups and downs and the heartbreaks, the victories and your growth as a human being, man. So this is my flowers to you, man. Smell them. What type of flowers you like, yo? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the kind you fry up chicken with, that flower. That, uh, cool, cool. So uh, what's that? But no, uh, but yeah, uh, what uh, real flowers? Nah, flowers from chicken. That's it. Okay, cool, cool. Got you. Uh, what's that? Blue metal? That's the brand you like? Blue Them metal. the flowers I, I wanted. I got you. <laughs> Cool, cool, man. So what's going on, man? Since we got through through that, what's going on? Man, it's uh, it's it's a lot going on, man. You know, I'm two weeks away from uh, my second son arriving. Oh, uh, my, that's right. Congratulations. My wife and I, yeah, we do uh, like August 6th, August 7th. I didn't realize it was coming up so fast. Yo, that's crazy, man. That's, that, that time went by super duper fast, yo. I don't really know what happened. Yeah. Like, we had one child, and he was up running around and doing stuff. And then my wife is, her belly is ready for the second one. So I just, yeah. it just all happened. You're right. Yeah, like, yeah. We didn't plan it that way at all. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like it's it just been a, I guess we've been locked down for, what, over 90 days too, though, so with this COVID thing, man, it just, it don't seem like that time went by that fast. I remember you first told me, it just don't seem like it's been, it's been that much time that has passed that she, y'all two weeks away. So you at any given moment. So we got to get serious and get this podcast. Well, I know. And, and, and kudos to you for, for not uh, diming me out, but I was late as hell. Like yeah, yeah, late, yeah. late to the point where if Detravius delved in stereotypes, I would have been stamped with one, <laughs> but he doesn't because he knows that's a personal thing. And that yeah. I have a personal circumstance. I'm yeah. two weeks away from my second child, but he could have got me on the podcast and said, damn you. He could have Charlemagne me like this. Mother was late. <laughs> he was, he didn't do that. He just got right into the meat of the, of the conversation, and that's just the professional he is. Yeah, so I, I want to shout that. you, give you some. What kind of flowers you like? Um, that's a great question, man. I, I had I, um, some um, tenactin, tough acting tenactin. They come in a flower flower form. Wow, that's the most hood. The powder, powder. That's powder. Never mind. That's not flower. Um, yeah, give me that gold medal too, man. 
gold medal flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. it. Because that's an act, and that tells me you're 50 years old. <laughs> that, forget that. Yeah. Now, that's powder anyway. That's not flour. True. Yeah. So how how you been mentally, man, in this in this COVID world, this post-COVID world? How are you dealing, dealing the mental space? How is that for you? You know, it hasn't, like, it hasn't been too bad, man. Like, my work is uh is remote now, so I work from the crib. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm home, you know, so during my, my wife's uh, pregnancy and all that, I've been here, been able to help her assist out around the house, mm-hmm. still get my work during the day done. So it has not, and I was not like, you know, before this all, hold on a second. <clears throat> before this all started, I was not like, you know, I was performing and doing shows, uh, doing shows all across the country. Every like other weekend, three out of four weekends in a month, I was somewhere in Florida, somewhere up in PA, somewhere in another place, uh, doing stand up comedy, doing headline and comedy shows. So, you know, it's like I was so busy doing all of that stuff that when COVID hit and the club shut down, a lot of comedians were in a really tough spot because it's like they didn't have that income coming from shows where for me, I was blessed enough. So on one hand, other comedians had an advantage where they could work on comedy and all this stuff full time, where this kind of came for me, not my advantage, because you hate to use that as a term with what's happening right now. But just for me, it became a thing of where that day job that I had, that's sustaining me, my family. It's not not really, we're not skipping a beat even without the comedy money. So for me, it's like I can work comedy at my own pace, develop it in some other ways, different platforms. Mm -hmm. I can take my time and be deliberate. I don't got to be trying to do no shows in my living room or no shit like that. (laughs) I was never about to do that. It was two things I was not going to do, bro. I was not going to perform in my fucking living room yeah. and I was not going to work out in my fucking living room. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, this is not prison. I'm not doing 500 goddamn push-ups <laughs> because my trainer's on the computer screen telling me to do it. I'm not fucking doing that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat like nobody's looking yeah. and I'm going to chill yeah. like nobody's looking. I'm going to, you know, do what I do. Eat, smoke, play Xbox, whatever your given thing is. Yeah. Two out of the three is mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, that's what I do. So I'm just kind of getting chubby. That's why we use like, yo, we're going to do it on Zoom where I can see you. I'm like, see me, see me, or like, see me where like <laughs> you just see me or see me where like other people can see me. Yeah. Other people see me like, let's just do it on the phone. <laughs> hey, yo, see me, see me. That's like the black people double speak. Whenever they say like, yo, you going, you get fat, fat, <laughs> or you just fat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, black people love doubling up on some shit like Yo, you gonna get fat fat yeah oh man hey uh, oh i guess we should give um because i'm assuming uh, you know this is the crazy thing about you know interviewing or having a conversation on mic with somebody you talk to all the time like getting people some background information on you like where you from yeah, yeah. What your parents um, did, all that good, whatever you want to share. Yeah, for sure, man. I, you know, I'm kind of op- uh, kind of an open book. Uh, growing up, uh, born in Chester, Pennsylvania, uh, about 10, 15 minutes out of Philly. So um, born in Chester, PA. Uh, my mother was a physical therapist. She, uh, her name was uh, Ada Laws. Um, 
She was a physical therapist. She went to Temple University, actually with Pat Croce, the uh, former president okay. of the Sixers. Sixers. Yeah. They were in the same class, him wow. and my mom. She yeah. know him? Oh, you don't know about that? Uh, yeah, she know him. She I, know yeah, him. At least that's the story uh, I've heard. Okay. Uh, so she also, my mom, I think either in grad school or I don't know if you transferred or what, but she was a uh, charter member of the AKAs at Westchester University. So my mom was on uh, their founding line. Yeah. yeah, so my mom lived like 20 different lives before uh, the age of 36 when she passed away from breast cancer. Breast cancer, okay, wow. So that's, yeah, that's when my mother passed away. And that, you know, as we've talked about off, yeah. uh, I, you know, off of the interview space, uh, that's kind of had a profound effect on me that I didn't totally acknowledge until uh, very recently. So, How old were you when it happened? I was 10 years old. 10 years old. <clears throat> yeah, I was 10 years old. Um, I even, I never forget the day, man. Like I've, I've never even really talked about it publicly, but because uh, I'm a, like I said, I'm a stand up comedian, have my own podcast. I talk all the time. I've never talked about this, but the day that my um, mother passed away, I remember my mom was in the hospital and it was like, I knew she was sick, but you know, you 10 years mm -hmm. old, which I was at this time in 1989. You ten years old it was like okay, well, my mother's sick. That's all you kind of know. Mm -hmm. And uh, they people tell me a lot of these people uh, tell me like other third person accounts of what happened because I was so young I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But they said that my mother kind of near her final days like cleared everybody else out of the room and said that she just wanted to talk to me. And then they said she spent I don't know whether it was a half hour or however long kind of talking to me because I was seeing her for the last time. So imagine yourself as a parent, parents listening, mm -hmm. knowing that you're seeing your child for the last time, your 10 year old child. So she had that moment. She said what she said to me and then I left. And to this day, I ain't even going front. Like, I don't remember what she said. So yeah. that's going to be my next question. Like, do you remember what she said? <laughs> not, not, a, not a word, but not maybe word. it brought me some kind of peace. I, you know, yeah. I don't know about yet. So well, subconsciously, it might be something that drives you or, or not. Who knows? We don't know. We, that's one of them things about the human species that we don't. We're not really so sure, like how the subconscious. We we think we know, but we don't really know. Well, go ahead, my bad. Right. So anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm ten, and uh, and some things about me that this experience revealed. But um, I'm ten, and uh, I remember my father <clears throat> was gone. I guess he had been with her. I was kind of home and my grandmother was staying with us. My father's mother, uh, my grandmother was staying there with us, Berlin Lewis. Uh, she was staying there at the house with us because my mother was in the hospital. So mm -hmm. she was helping out and, you know, she was kind of used to make breakfast and help get me ready for school during this time. Well, on this day, she was telling me I couldn't go to school. So I'm like, yo, why? Why is it like I can't go to school? Like we supposed to play kickball today or, you know, how you get spiced yeah. up like, you know, you get geeked about some shit. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I can't even do that. So I'm like, man, like, kind of, why can't I go to school? And then my father came home and I'm never forget. He got out the car, came up and I was 10 years old. And he came up to me up the front stairs on the uh, porch and he said, uh, your mother's not coming home. And I said, OK. Or no, he says your mother's not in pain anymore. That's what he said. Something like okay. that. Your mother's not in pain anymore. And I said, OK, good. So she's out the hospital. So now I'm like pushing him out the way. Like, well, <laughs> well yeah, get out the way so I can see her. And uh, he said, no, uh, he, she died or some some kind of words he used. Uh -huh. And I just broke down crying. And, and being 10 years old, the first thing I thought about was she ain't going to be there for my 11th birthday. 
because oh, she wow. had made like such a big deal out of holidays and birthdays and brought in clowns and painters. And one time my aunt actually had a uh, stripper that was also a magician. <laughs> and they, they hired. Go ahead. The story you already starting off, Wild Jones. <laughs> so he did both. So this brother's, I got not gonna say his name. I don't know if he was that kind of purple because I don't know if he's still yeah. stripped. Yeah. But he, uh, but I had these she strippers. Still doing magic. <laughs> he's done some kind of magic. Some magic bike, magic top hat. I don't yeah. know, rabbits. Yeah. So. But she got him, and he uh, came over there, and instead of stripping, he did a magic show okay. for a bunch of kids. But then he still, like, you know, from what I remember, he still had, like, still moving around, kind of like, you know, he didn't, like, they had music, and, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you could tell he was a stripper, yeah. but he was still, he was still, he was a magician for magician the kids. Also. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was, he was doing the strip move, moves for the adults that was present. Yeah, like he'll take the rabbit out the hat and then like, oh, and kind of twist, you know, it's just because it was a, a women there, too. So he's doing too much. Yeah, that's not like you know, everybody drink because it's a kid's yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he got into it. But yeah. that's all, you know, but anyway, that's the point. So yeah. she made a big deal out of birthdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, it, and it was a big deal because I was like, oh, my God, like she ain't going to be there for this one. Mm-hmm. And the funny part is that my dad, I tell people my dad was like uh, the Republicans, okay. like. When my dad came in office, once we buried my mother, my father came in just cutting away programs like big, big, big lunch. I wonder where she was going with it. <laughs> allowance. Like I had to, all of a sudden I had to present a case for why I should get what the fuck I was already getting. So yeah. he'd be like, he'd be like, so before when your mother was living, uh, I know you was getting $10 a week mm-hmm. just for being here. Yeah, he said. So I want you to tell me at ten years old. Remember, we ain't had a year since my mama died. Yeah, he said. I want you to tell me why we should continue that when you don't do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he telling you this at ten years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your world, your, your world is it's upside down. He on the economics part. That do sound like a Republican. What the. <laughs> He just came in cutting programs. And then he was like, oh, your mom used to do Big Breakfast Wednesday, right? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to get up and cook no <laughs> Big Breakfast that early. So if you want to go buy McDonald's on Saturday, you can do it. That- <laughs> it's just like, God yeah, damn it. Yeah, yeah. So that was a whole new era. Because before it was like my father, like he was just, my dad was just like the guy that came in and hollered at us every once in a while. Because when I was, my mother was pregnant with me, my dad was away in law school. Okay. So he wasn't with us. So I was actually staying with my mother and like a bunch of her sisters and brothers and some of their kids and all of us stayed in like one row house. It was like 15 of us, 20 of uh-huh. us. So it'd be like seven kids in a bedroom, two adults in one, yeah. three downstairs. Two. That's how we lived for like the first maybe five, six years of my life. Yeah. And then my dad was away at school. So then my mother uh, eventually saved up enough as a physical therapist to get a house. It was her house. She bought it. And we moved there. Me, my mother moved into that house. And then eventually my dad came into the house. So by the time my dad got to the house years later, uh, if he got there when I was like five, six, whatever, whatever age it was, my mother passed when I was 10. So I didn't have that many years of me and my father just being there together. So he was just kind of the the dude that yelled and went to work sometimes. And we saw him and he did. Were were they really together? Or do you know all that? You don't know. No, no, they were were married, like very together. And that that was one great example for me too. Um, 
because it was like as my mother, you know, I think she had the, the double mastectomy or whatever where her uh -huh. breasts were removed. And I remember being a kid and seeing like her um, uh, breast, like the rib cage or whatever, or the chest plate. Mm -hmm. With her breast removed, her sitting in the tub mm -hmm. and like my father, like loving her even more. And I oh, asked wow. him later, like, what was that about? And, you know, with uh, her appearance changing. And he said, well, he said, just the way how strong she was and everything else, it drew me to her more. I think he might have told me they was doing it in the hospital. I really feel like he <laughs> said that, <laughs> that they was smashing in the hospital bed yeah. when she... <laughs> With her double mastectomy, <laughs> and she hooked up to the stuff. But they had to, they'd have bent the thing over and did it anyway in the hospital. In the hospital, yeah, probably. So. That's what that's what adults do, probably. No, there's no probably. He definitely yeah, told he me did. that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that was so it drew him them together even more because of that kind of strength. So that was just a, a crazy great example of love and kind of the tests of things at a, at an early age for me. Okay. And siblings, siblings. Which I know you got some siblings. Mm -hmm. Tell me um, about. Tell me about your siblings. Tell me how your relationship changed in reference to you know moving from the the the, the double parent home to you forced to be the pops was forced to be a single parent, right? Then yeah. like you're the you're the oldest, right? Correct. I'm the oldest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell your story. I'm telling your story. Go tell your story, man. No. no so this is pretty funny. So. uh <laughs> So I ha I currently have uh, three brothers and one sister. So I'm the oldest of five. Um, so when my uh, mother passed away, I was 10 years old. My younger brother was three. Hold on one second. Okay. This guy has like, he's not stole I got every son. snack and juice hey, in the world. He not stole his son, um, <laughs> free son package. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, don't right. Only only pop string the Capri Sun. No grown man. That's a regular grown man. It's not a pops. Drink Capri Sun. You got that right, brother. He got it in the, the silver package too. Right. <laughs> don't even got the cart joint, yo. You have no no shame in your game. No, I got no problems with it, man. Go well, go ahead, dumb. My bad. <laughs> So, so, uh, what was I talking about? You said you're the oldest. Your brother was three. Oh yeah. So my brother was, uh, three years old, uh, when she passed. So <clears throat> it was like, um, with all, I'm trying to get my picture adjusted on this little screen. I'm looking at, I look like Carl Malone right now or somebody with this beard. Yeah. I was going to let you, I was going to let you, um, live though. Cause nobody going to see it. So yeah, I hate to look like Carl Malone. <laughs> He definitely like Carl but go ahead. He scored a lot of points, but people say he was overrated. I don't want that kind of legacy. <laughs> he wasn't even no. in barely the Jordan documentary. He couldn't bring himself to talk about it. Can we just take a second and talk about how great you have to be as Michael Jordan to be so great that all of your other Hall of Fame contemporaries are willing to get together for 10 hours and talk on camera about how much you kick their ass? I think, you know what? I think that's um, unbelievable. If I think, you put uh, my ass all the time, I would not do it. Help you talk about it. Nah, I think they, I think they cut off the, the other, cause he had editing control. So I think they, I think they cut out a lot of the stuff where, you know, other, like, so for example, um, Isaiah Thomas, I think they cut out, cut out some of his stuff. Like when he was like, you know, well, we beat the ass three times or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think that all that's got cut out. All, all the, 
Yo, he's nice, but I did my thing against against him too. Got cut out, except for the one when um, Gary Payton said we gave him work, and then you know they showed Michael Jordan reaction like the glove. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I was never worried about the glove. <laughs> yeah, but he gotta play Gary. Yeah, he he played. He definitely played Gary. But I think a lot of that stuff got got left on the cutting room floor. But I mean, Gary Payton can't say nothing. And Carl Malone definitely can't say nothing about him because he beat them crazy. But well, guess what would have happened with me? Okay, if I'm a Hall of Fame player and they'd have been like, "Oh, Will the Thrill Jacobs from the 1992." You've been thinking about this <laughs> a lot. I've been thinking a lot about it because it's yeah, been on my mind a lot. You've been interviewing himself like, "Yo, what would I do?" <laughs> I've been waiting to do a podcast with somebody to ask me these things. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to ask me. <laughs> yeah, what would you do if you was Carmelo? If I, first of all, Will the Thrill Jacobs, what, what would you have done? I, I was like, you know, if I'm Will the Thrill Jacobs and they call me from the Jordan documentary, ESPN 30 for 30 or whatever it was, Jordan brand documentary, whatever. Yeah. They say, hey, we want to talk to you about the time that you and Michael Jordan were playing in the finals and uh, <clears throat> you said, I think I can slow Mike down and Mike scores 63 mm-hmm. uh, on you individually. We wanted to sit down and talk about that on camera because we're putting out a documentary for the, uh, during a uh, COVID where everybody's watching TV. I said, uh, I'm not fucking t- telling. Are, you know, better play the video, man. And that's the most we're doing. I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, that was hard living getting six free drop. <laughs> what you don't need to hear from. You, what the, you think it was like? Why do we have to go into detail about detail, right? Yeah, yeah. It, like, you know what it was like. It was six, it was heartbreak 63 fucking times. What do you think? <laughs> in a row, they get yeah. in front of my family. That's what it was. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm just saying. Like, I wouldn't have been there on the documentary. No, I'd have gotcha. been like Carl Malone. Like, y'all won't hear from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I heard the I heard the fishes biting. They're going fishing. Yeah, he going fishing. Yeah, yeah. He definitely didn't. Um, did he make the documentary? No, right? He didn't do it. Uh, who Jordan? Uh, no, Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Yeah, he wasn't part of it. He, wasn't part said, of he it. said they asked him, and he said, "Hell no." Yeah, got you. I think he said because because he was sitting back with a cigar and like I saw that clip. And cognac, he, yeah. and he said, "Yeah, now you know how you know." And Mike, Mike, now he wasn't a one man team. Now, now yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, he yeah. he had all the Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that clip. I, you know, he he just said, you know, so he he was like, we on this. I, we we definitely didn't plan on talking about this though. Well, it's, it's a kind of, a, a conversation. I was a that, bad motherfucker too. Now I was a bad yeah, motherfucker. That's too what he now. that's what he said. He said he was a bad motherfucker too. But now that we on it. So let me ask you, what did you think about it? What did you think about the documentary? The series, I guess. It was amazing, right? I loved it. Loved it. I just thought the the the, the it was so well done in terms of uh hold on, I gotta drink some more Capri Sun. Yeah, go ahead, get your package, man. Don't 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 do the uh don't do the whole slurping joint and having a uh I'm going to mute this thing when I take a good slurp on the yeah, yeah, Capri Suns. Capri Suns. Yeah. That's so, going to be on the mic. <laughs> I know, yeah. You can edit that out, though, right? Yeah, I ain't gonna, I, don't, I don't do much editing, so go ahead, bro. <laughs> I do editing, but... <laughs> Yo, your face do, you, do you listen to these before you put them yeah, out? Yeah, nah, I definitely listen to them, because I edit them. Ooh, I edit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, because I don't listen to mine. All right, <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, Carl Malone. No, yeah, Carl Malone. Carl Malone said he's a bad motherfucker, too. And um, 
he you was going into. Oh, we asked you how, what did you think about the documentary, the series? Oh no, I thought yeah, I thought it was well done, man. The way they combined the music and the narrator and the clips and I, I just when they, when Jordan went and they played that music and he drops. 63 on the Celtics in the playoffs. And that's when like he arrived, like this dude is a monster. Yeah. Like I love just kind of seeing moments like that replayed again. Gotcha. Now I think it was the, uh, it's the best sports documentary. I think I've seen, um, documentary series. I think I've seen, but my only knock on it was that it was definitely a Jordan long as Jordan commercial, which is cool. Still was great, but it was a Jordan commercial though. I, it is it is top three documentaries for sports for me. So what's the other two? So is it what what are you? Do you have them in order or not? Nah, just top three, period. Just top three sitting at the table. <clears throat> so I got that one. I got um, I got Hoop Dreams up there for me. Ooh. Hoop Dreams, the Jordan documentary, and I love the uh the Fab Five joint, thirty for thirty. That's a good one. Yeah. I think for me, it's uh, O.J. Made in America. Damn. Depending on what you consider that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, O.J. Made in America for sports documentaries. Um, What's another great sports documentary? Uh, I know O.J. Made in America is like my favorite one. So I'm trying to like think of like what are the. Now, that was great. That was I think it's more. It's like definitely it's such an intersection of different intersection, kind of yeah, topics. Intersection of the social issues, political and sports. But it was definitely, that's probably the greatest documentary, honestly, because it's, it's not just about, and it's told through OJ and what he what he did allegedly or whatever. But it's definitely a great, it's a springboard to all, a whole bunch of other conversations. That, and I think they, they tackled it well. It's probably the best documentary I, I think I've seen, series. I think for me, it's between two of them. It's between OJ Made in America and Ken Burns Baseball because I was a huge baseball fan growing up. Oh my God. I don't like baseball though. Well, I enjoyed the documentary. Yeah, like, because it goes in detail into like all the different aspects, the Negro Leagues, the beginning of the major leagues. I was a huge like card collecting baseball card uh, in the kingdom. We from that era though. We from that era when you you either was collect the cards. Huge Phillies fan. I I was at the parade when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008. I have pictures from the parade. Like I was huge, played little league, so big baseball background. So uh, yeah, man, that's one of my favorites. Like Ken Burns baseball, OJ Made America. Those are my top two. And then uh, some other ones after that. Oh, okay. All right. So we didn't get into the, uh, I don't know, consciously or subconsciously, you got off the big brother thing, the big brother responsibility. Mm, thank you. Yeah. You're a great host, man, because I, I just forget where I'm going. So, oh, man, I'm trying, man. I don't know if I'm good yet, but I'm trying, man. But yeah, I think you're very good because you keep yeah. us on task. Like you have like a working, you're like Jay-Z. You don't write anything down. At least I don't <laughs> see you writing. But you keep this outline in your head of where we're I definitely got an outline in my head. Yeah, yeah. I definitely got an outline in my head. I just kind of go where I go and then you kind of rein it in and go, okay, okay, real quick, though. Yeah. And then you put us back on track. Yeah. But that's yeah. the, that's, that's the uh, plan, though. I'll let you go where you want to go and then I'm going to bring you back. That's that's the plan. So you just gave the, the secret sauce out to my um to how I'm approaching this podcast thing. <laughs> how many episodes have you done so far? Yo, this is my twentieth. Yo, you my twentieth episode, bro. You this is my twentieth recorded one for this round of podcasting. I I recorded multiple podcasts before, but never ever released them because I was I, I hated my voice at the time. But I think we talked about this um, 
offline, but then how like I, I actually love my voice now and, and loving the process. So this is my 20th for this one. You love your voice. Yeah, man. I used to hate my voice before I started podcasting, but now that I hear it, I was like, yo, this one sounds crazy and sounds like uh, a sociopath or a psychopath. I was like, yo, my voice sounds like the shit. <laughs> so on your list of voices, and my list of voices, who what got number are you? Uh, like it's Luther and then you, or you're like I see it's different voices. type of voices. It's, it's singing voices and then it's speaking voices. You know, you know what what you want to hear in your ears? Voices. Nah, yo, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, you know, got the illest voice. I don't know. I, I can't rank them, but um, uh, I really uh, just want to know what number you are. <laughs> like I gotta be number one. Hearing yourself, I gotta be number one. I got <laughs> Jesus. I gotta be number one. Y'all want my Jordan shit? Yeah. <laughs> so you like if it's like, what's your favorite rap album? My favorite rap album of all time. Gotta be Reasonable Without. Got a track on Reasonable Doubt is like one of your favorites. Uh, Warning. Uh, you talking about you talking about Ready to Die? You oh, no, I'm Warning. sorry. Oh, no, Jay Z. I'm sorry. Yeah, Reasonable yeah, Doubt. Right. So, yeah. so are we talking like Dead Presidents? Or are we talking my favorite track on it? Rats? Probably got to be um, uh, the Evils. Maybe that's a hard question. Is to pick one 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 track that's your favorite off there? I never thought about it that deeply, but the, the Evils. And I like um, feeling it. I like that too. Feeling it. That's is my favorite reasonable yeah. doubt track. It's got to be the evils of feeling it. It's probably feeling it actually. Feeling it. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I think I like feeling it. Okay, so feeling that's one of my top hip hop classics too. Yeah. Now, if you had we didn't, feel- we, didn't we never talked about this. <laughs> this is something yeah. new. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if we okay, so if you had feeling it, or you talk about some shit, what you want to hear more? I think I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with feeling it, y'all, because feeling it. So you're see, number two. Yeah, I'm number two. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with feeling because, like the uh, your number. The, that's number. You're number a hundred for me. <laughs> <laughs> y'all at a hundred. Yeah, that's here. Bacon, bacon sizzle. <laughs> yeah, that's grilling. Yeah, that's mad disrespectful, y'all. I'm about to end the Zoom call right now. <laughs> The first five seconds of Pornhub where she goes, are you ready to do something? Because I know I'm about to. You're below all of those. Below all that. Damn, son. I respect you, though. I said my apple juice clicking against the glass. You're 50 below that. Hey, yo. I got fucking hand sanitizer. I'm spraying this number 73. You're 30 below that. Damn. Okay, what were you saying? Hey yo, you keep doing. So I'm, I'm psychoanalyzing you, yo. You keep dodging the question about What's the big the brother. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so yeah. okay, great. That's so, why you so good. So, yeah. uh, so I'm uh, my brother's three years old at the time that my mother passes away, and uh, there was a brief period of time where, after she passed, like we lived in the same house. Mm-hmm. But then my father couldn't deal with being in the house because of memories about her and stuff like that. So okay. he just like, he couldn't be in the same space. Okay. So we moved and lived with my grandmother who lived in Delaware about 20 minutes away <clears throat> in the suburbs in Delaware. Okay. So, um, 
the person, somebody else moved in there, but when the other person, we rented it out, we put all the belongings, everything, my parents' wedding certificate, my toys, pictures of the family, everything else, me, my mother, my brother, my dad, in storage. Okay. Well, when we put it in storage, we were living in Delaware. Somebody broke into the storage lot and stole everything. For real? And bro, they stole everything. And they didn't just steal like the valuables or no, they stole wedding certificates, family pictures. So like a whole lot of the things that I would remember my mother by. So let me ask you this. Gone. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is that the story you've been told or that you know that for a fact there's been? It was, you know, my father said that to this day. That's what happened at the time. Oh, because I, I don't know if I said that he paid the bill. Because, you know, when they pay the bill, they they, kick, they throw all your shit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what happened. That's what happened. All right, cool. All right, continue. So um, then kind of years went by, and then my father met somebody else. Okay. And they had a couple of children together. And then uh, that's my uh, youngest set. So there's a twin boy and a girl named Solomon and Neftali. And then there's a youngest uh, boy. No, no, actually one older than them named Elijah. And then my brother Jared and then myself, uh, Will. Okay. And your sister's name is what? Neftali, N-A-P-H-T-A-L-I Jacobs. And Solomon is the uh, fraternal, they fraternal twins. I, I I don't know the difference. Yeah, I think it, that's what it is. I think it's identical versus fraternal. I believe that's the, the terminology. But if not, people will correct us and destroy us in the in the notes. That's why comments. I was very. That's why I was very comfortable saying I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. So but now, you ste- you stepped out there though, which is what you I definitely do. did, man. I definitely yeah. did. I, I don't really care. I, I don't. I, I've been called like Negro pen, coon. Where well, where'd that come from? Where are we going here? I'm just saying in the comments on, on, on posts. I'm gonna call some everything, yo. I hate black women. <laughs> you started with Negro. So you and Mark Lamont Hill, the you two guys are the nah, cool. Don't, don't put me in, in, in a, Sean Coonery. Is that you too? <laughs> that you? Yeah, Sean Coonery. Yo, you, you saw? Did you see the Mark Lamont Hill and um, Candace Owens interview? I never will see anything Candace Owens is a part of. <laughs> yeah, she's actually, uh, I get why she is who she is, man. Like I've she, never seen a smart person start a Candace Owens sentence with she's actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you're the first. <laughs> Yo, you killing me, man. You killing me. Yo, I would say yo, we gotta get into the fine print, but cause Well, she's actually uh Nah, she she's she's good at what she does, man. Like some people is um they good at what they do. Like I, I don't necessarily agree with anything she that she says, but I understand why she is uh popular uh, amongst a certain group of people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things it, it, it's one she's of those a things. sign of the times. Yeah, it's one of the things like uh you hear like um like for instance, like um too short. Like I'm not a too short fan, but I understand why he's entertaining, you know what I'm saying? It's one of them type of things. Like he ain't for me, but I understand why he has a following. There's some people I don't, but he's like, you know, she's one of them, he's one of them. But anyway, man, I would say it's time to get into the fine print, but because you were late, I don't even know how long we actually been recording. 
I've got as much time as you need, my brother. That's one thing about me now, okay? I might be late, but yeah. once I get here, we're going to have fun, and I'm going to usually stay long as we need to stay. Got you. Because right, I'm so two weeks away from a kid, so that's my after this. way of saying I'm kind of like doing everything extra around the house. So that's always my excuse for being late right now. Got you, got you, got you. All right, so we, we ain't, we ain't got to rush into the to the fine print yet. So no, um, my son will be asleep another two hours. No yeah. need to rush. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you about Chester, though. So I never knew this about Chester until I met you, yeah? I didn't know that was Chester on 95. Like when you passed through Chester, I think we had this conversation, obviously, offline multiple times, yo. Yo, Chester... Yo, that shit looks crazy. <laughs> like this whole time, this whole time when you going down ninety five, uh-huh. every time I thought that was all Philly. Yo, I had no idea. The guy, I think we was in law school. I was talking about like, yo, like, yeah, I know Chester's right side outside of Philly. Like, you know, you go past that part of that part of Philly when that shit look fucked up. And he was like, nah, that's Chester. <laughs> yo. <laughs> So this this the part where I interview you for two seconds. What do you know? What is your impression of Chester? Like when you hear Chester, yeah. Pennsylvania, where I'm from, what are what are your thoughts? So before or after I met you, <laughs> I knew that was Chester. <laughs> before or after, yeah. Now, now hold on, hold on. So yeah, so break that down. What, what do you mean before? So before, or after? because before I thought it was it occupied a different space in my mind before I actually knew. That area was Chester, cause I, I never, I never went through Chester. Always went through Chester on ninety five, but I actually never got off and went into Chester. Actually, I only did it one time, and that's when you, it was your comedy show. Actually, that's the only time I actually, actually got. Oh off. yeah, we got to talk about that on here too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but before I knew, so I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer both ways. Before I knew you, I thought it was just like a, a suburb out of Philly. You know what I'm saying? I just thought it was like some. Um, I thought it was like this place where people from um, Chester like want to be like people from Philly, basically. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they claim Philly like so in Jersey. I could speak to Jersey more than I could speak to what's going on in the rest of the world. But I'm assuming it's the same same thing um, in various places is that what I find is that um, black people that I that I think are from the sub well, and definitely in Jersey. I'm just gonna stick with Jersey and say it applied what I thought. I it applied to what I thought about Chester. Black people from from the from the suburbs of in New Jersey, they will always claim the nearest hood. Like they would never just say like I'm from. All right, so just say like Trenton. So say like Lawrenceville or Hamilton is is the suburbs of Trenton. They be like so a black person would typically be like, especially outside of the city where people know who they, where they from, they'd be like, they'd go to like, say they go to Howard and be like, they'd be from Lawrenceville, but they claim Trenton. You know what I'm saying? And they live Lawrenceville their whole life. You know? And I, I, that's how I thought the relationship between Philly and Chester was. Cause I only knew like one person from Chester and she actually, we talked about it, but I ain't gonna bring her up on here. And she was always like, sounding like Philly. I mean, she sounded a little bit different than Philly, but she gave off the, the Philly type vibe a little bit, but then <laughs> post you when it, when we had that conversation, we had that in a conversation in law school, so that probably had to be like two thousand six, two thousand seven. And he was like, "Yeah, like that's what I'm like." He was like, "Yo, that's for chess." I'm like, "Yo, this, yo, that shit looks crazy, yo." <laughs> and then when I went, I finally went in town of Chester. I'm like, "Yo, this shit seems like a ghost town." It's like one of them places, like. 
I've never been to, to Detroit, but I imagine like that's how Detroit might look a little bit. It's a lot of abandoned shit in Chester, man. It looks like development. It looks like it was a thriving <laughs> city at one time. And then it was like, because you got the port there, right? I'm correct. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's right by the uh, river. Yeah, right. but it seems like people packed up and left and they, they just left everything. Not everything, obviously. A lot of shit abandoned, though, man. It, it reminds me of Camden, Camden a lot, actually. I never thought about it till now, but it ro- reminds me of Camden. Camden. That shit, dude, you described it like the beginning of a video game. Like, yeah. it used to be stuff there, and then <laughs> it got hollowed out, and that's what, Yo, you that's what it looks your, like. Your weapons and your your life meter. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, I am legend. Yeah. You could tell that it was, it was a once a thriving little city. You could tell that. Like, you could tell, like, like when you go to Camden, I don't know if you've been, ever been to Camden or, or how often you've been to Camden. But you could tell that Camden was at one time a, a place where it was thriving and vibrant. But now it's like, you know, whatever business was there, Camden suit, I think used to be there is no longer there. So like, you know, corporations up and left. So you just have like what's there, you know what I'm saying? Which is not much. I think Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers brought a lot of it, a lot of the property and trying to develop. But outside of that, it's like ghost town like kind of sort of so yeah so you kind of paint the picture that i th- <clears throat> that i think the uh audience can grasp uh and it's like a, a city so then you know you have the crime levels and some of the other things people talk about associated with those things mm-hmm. in different parts of town so it's like parts of the city you don't want to yeah. be in certain times of night yeah. whole kind of thing but then i had family that live in certain parts of chester where they don't really have these problems so exactly. chester's kind of a place where you do have serious issues with crime like i'm not gonna lie like <clears throat> you've had it to where like the city had to institute like a citywide curfew for young people and adults Damn, uh, because it was yeah. so many, so many murders and and different stuff in the city. But now, uh, there's been a real commitment since my dad. I got to shout my pops out, uh, Al Jacobs Senior. He's a city councilman up in Chester. In Chester, he's a city councilman. Uh, Thaddeus Kirkland, some of the Democrats up there, kind of came in because the Republicans. And long story short, Republicans had a strong hold on the city, control the jobs, were kind of controlling where the money went. But my dad and them kind of came in as Democrats, got elected, got into the city. And now things like a Harris Casino are in Chester now, right along that river. Uh, The the, uh, Philadelphia Union soccer team, their home stadium is in Chester, right along that river. So when you see soccer matches, big ones played there, it's right there. So you can gamble and all that right on the edge of the city and shit, baby. (laughs) It's the edge of the city. But you can go spend money right there and then bounce and go back out, you know, right on 95 on the highway. And, you know, so so anyway, uh, things are changing. But, yes, it is like that. Like I remember I talked about uh, being an attorney. I was working at a law firm out of Howard University Law School where we met. Mm-hmm. I was working at a law firm and I remember like the first year, me and some of the first first year associates were at some kind of like dinner <clears throat> or something like that. And one of the head uh, managing partners or I forget what they were, the two founding partners, CEO, whoever they were, the two top people. Uh-huh were standing there kind of holding court and talking and then some other people having satellite conversations while well, I was in one of the satellite conversations or, and then one of the head people came over and they were kind of talking mm-hmm. and all of us first year associates are in like a semicircle standing around talking at this event and he's asking people where they're from 
and he's they giving him he's telling him stories about litigation he had there or a contract he did there or a deposition or something he had that had to do with where they're from because it was all regional and local. I already know you're going with him. But go ahead. <laughs> you never told me this story, but I already know where it's going. You never ever told me this story, but I know where so, it's going. So I'm standing there as one of the first year commercial litigation attorneys with my, my suit on and stuff. And he's going around the circle talking to like an Aaron and a Karen and a, <laughs> and a Mike and a Jim and a Mike and a, and a, and a, and a, man, and a Will, me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you're going around the circle and he would ask one person like, yeah, where are you from? And she'd be like, oh, I'm from, uh, yeah, um, you can name it, uh, Bucks County or somewhere. And he said, Oh man, I, m- I remember having a, uh, some litigation out there with a Fortune 500 company. We had, we were going back and forth about some kind of something, you know, mm-hmm. some big important thing having to do with mm-hmm. where she's from. So he went around person to person. Oh, I had a deposition out there one time, this crazy neurosurgeon and I had to learn about this. Boom, 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 working the circle, just talking, talking, working the circle. Finally, he gets to, uh, me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, where are you from? And I go, oh, oh, I'm from Chester, Pennsylvania. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, uh, oh, man. Um, he said, I remember, oh, yeah. He said, matter of fact, one time I was on my way to something and I got lost in Chester. <laughs> and he said, he said, man, oof. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, I, I, I hope the city's doing better. But he said, I had to get the hell out of there. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to go in. Yeah. I was expecting something else. But that's, that's a better better version of what I was actually expecting the story to go to. I said, I almost um, shit myself sitting yeah. there in Chester. Yo, Chester is, um, like I said, the I first time. There. Yeah, so the, when did, your comedy show was last year or the year before last? Uh, it was last year, September last year. 2019. Yeah, last year was so September 2019. Whatever that date was, that was the first time that I think I was ever you know what? I probably wasn't Chester before. I never realized it when I was staying in Philly. But that's the, the only time that I, I know that I was in Chester, PA, as far as like beyond the highway, like that 95 throughway, I guess. Um, or you got Chester on one side, both sides of the highway. And I was thinking the same thing, like, yo, like, this is crazy. Like, because I, I could tell that it, what it was. I could, you could see, like, the stuff is still there because it's a very old town. You could, you could see that. You could see, like, you know, this was thriving at one time because you have the port right there. Um, and just like, you know, brother, if you get into the history of entertainment, like Marvin Gaye, uh, James Brown, all sorts of people, they all performed in Chester. Chester. Like Chester used to be an entertainment hub for the tri-state, which is Jersey, Delaware and Pennsylvania. And then you have like 95 and you got D.C., New York, Jersey yeah. right up above. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. Chester right was there. like Patti LaBelle, all them famous people, uh, Marvin Gaye, you name all them. They all came and performed right there in different spots in Chester, in Chester us yeah. music places. Yeah, nah, it, it, you definitely could tell that it was once when I'm, when I'm talking. But I'm glad that... um your father and, and, you know, his, um, his, his team that he brought in or, or that the wave that came in politically is doing things to change the neighborhood around. And, and hopefully they're trying, man, but you know how these things are. If you know, I mean, you could talk at, at length about it as well. Okay. Uh, you can do what you can try to do, but yeah, that's all we can do. Though, right? yeah. These young people, man, they, they, they see things differently. Yeah. 
and you can bring some of the economic opportunity and hope it filters in because even when we talk about a casino and a soccer stadium, that money filters out to the county a lot of times. Yeah. And then the city gets what's left. Because people ain't going into the city spending money. Yeah. So it's different. So those institutions, that's how that money goes. So anyway, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a different thing. So, you know, you just, you just have to be, I don't know, like you, you have to be like careful about how you, how you analyze the problems and what's going on, at least for me, because I moved yeah. away. Yeah. So it's like when I, when I turn around, and I have conversations, some of the people are having some, some of the same conversations, but when you have things like a casino and all, and I may be talking in circles, but I'm trying to get back to what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, if you Not have like a casino and everything else that are there, uh, those institutions bring in money, but it doesn't always go pump into the city like that. Yeah. It pumps out to the county and they do whatever. So we're just trying to, it helps the city some, but a mayor, a city council person can't just come in and make a bunch of promises and snap their fingers and young people stop shooting each other. It doesn't work like that. That That stuff is still happening, but they're doing what they can. Yeah, but that that might be the the billion dollar solution, if not trillion dollar solution, is how did you, how do you, because Chester is not the only place in the U.S. that's like that, right? Like, how do you... How do you bring economic development, economic empowerment, economic uh, thought processes, I guess, to the population that's already there without one, without moving them out, right? Because that's what people talk about. People have an issue with um, gentrification, like these people are being pushed out. But how do you bring that and not push them out, per se, and have like the goals come to fruition. I, I don't I don't know if there is an answer to that actually, because uh, a lot of it is cultural. So like you know a lot we don't talk about culture, but a lot of it is like if you don't understand, um, if no one ever teaches you why education is important, you probably never going to realize why. You know what I'm saying? Why education is important? Now I'm not even talking about black white. I'm just talking about generally speaking. Like, if you don't, if you no one teaches you why eating healthy is important. Like you're probably not going to stumble upon that on your own. So when you're dealing with culture and tradition, all those traditions and culture, um, it's, things are passed down. Like people vote Democrat because their parents are Democrats. You know what I'm saying? Like people believe in Jesus because their parents believe in Jesus. And so if you're not culturally aware of, or, or you are not active in trying to understand other perspectives in the world, it's going to be hard. And, I, I, I believe in Jesus because I've been in the foxhole <laughs> been in that with Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But just the overall saying, because I know people want to take it as a, as a racial thing. I'm not, obviously there's there's some elements of race and, and culture and ethnic groups and culture and all that. But what I'm saying is beyond that, um, we could talk about wherever you, wherever you want to go in the world. We don't even got to talk about the U S and you just see like traditions of culture being passed on and no one ever questions in it or re- re- very few people question what they've been taught and learned. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. So it's like, you know, when you're dealing with a place like Chester, like you said, like the young folks, you know, and also like even having, the ability to reflect on it is kind of sort of, I hate this term, but I got to use it, privileged position. You know what I'm saying? Because if, you, if you're if you in that life every day, you're not, you don't necessarily have the position, the, the privilege to think about out Chester outside of the world, Chester, outside of Chester when you're just trying to get by every day. You know what I mean? 
if that makes yeah. sense. I don't know if yeah. I'm going to change it. Oh, you, no, you definitely did. That was a very long time. Uh, I Actually, what I said before that, I don't know if you have to go in and edit, but I talked for about 10 minutes, and I don't really know what point I got to by the end of that. But yeah. you being such a professional, yeah. you heard what I said and made it sound intelligent and then yeah. spun it off into another interesting conversation, and then you talked for 10 minutes. So I'm not <laughs> sure what... I'm keeping on the phone, but I want the viewers to listen to what we do on the phone. And then all of a sudden, the phone, it get hot and you yeah. got to charge it because <laughs> we give 10 minute answers. Exactly. That's that lawyer shit, right? You, yeah, get to the point. That's that. I don't know if that's that lawyer or that professor shit. Like, yo, get to the point. Yeah, you flowed in some different styles. I heard yeah. some Cornell West. I heard some Eric Dyson, Mike Dexter. I heard some Ti swarmed yeah. around into some Killer Mike, <laughs> and then came back through around to some, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Tanahasi Coates. Tanahasi Coates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. you didn't. You didn't say Candace Owens though. I got. I, I, you know, what I'm saying. I, I, I never I, will. Well, actually, she's. Uh, no, no, she's not. No, she's not. No, yeah. she's not. Yeah, so yeah, I think we gotta get into um the fine print of uh uh of 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 but yo, know, this is what so going back to the intro, right? So so walk me through it. this is this is gonna be your 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 deep dive. I think it's gonna be a deep dive. Who knows this guy is talks about whatever. Can I just ask one question? What yes, what what is before we do my deep dive, because I'm right on board with you, uh what is that? kind of seat you're sitting in. It looks like something from NASCAR. Yeah, so behind you. check it out. So it's uh it's, it is a it is racing inspired, yo. So it's um so I'm gonna give you the five minute answer, right? <laughs> it is a race car inspired uh chair. The reason I got this chair, so I was looking at office furniture, right? So you know the lawyers they always got like, you know, like when these lawyers get fancy. So I'm trying to not uh i'm trying to do what i want we talked about this offline but we talk about it online too. Oh, yeah. so like yeah you know perception like they have these big leather chairs and it's you know it looks expensive because it is expensive and you just like is it comfortable so like i was looking online and um i was like you know i thought son it hit me like yo you know who, who's in chairs all because i'm in the chair the whole all day at least eight hours a day but then i walk up or whatever but you know, stretching every now and then, but for the most part, eight hours a day. So I said, yo, you know who's in chairs for mad long? Gamers. Like, what are gamers using? So I Googled, like, the best chair for gamers. It's not the best one, but this rated one of the best ones, and this is how I ended up with the chair. And it is, is it comfortable? Yes, absolutely, yo. It's, it's a great chair. It's uh, Let me look at the brand. GT Racing. That's what it is, GT Racing. Oh my gosh! I got to get a picture of that thing. Yeah, GT Racing. I will send it to you. I send you the information. Wow, yo! So you, so it's like you playing Halo, but you don't play no video games. I don't play no video games. Exactly. So I said, right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Nah. So that that was my reasoning behind getting the chair. That's how I came to this chair. I know we're going to get into my deep dive, but also I have to mention that I'm very into video games right now. Yeah, you said, I, 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 you know, I'm an attorney, right? So, and I'm a professor too, or used to be. So I listened to, you said two of the three things, and one of the, the two of the three things that you named was gaming. So I eliminated one of them in my head, but gaming wasn't the one that I eliminated. So I, I assume that you were into gaming. I'm, I'm into, I'm into, I just got into gaming. I got an Xbox. Uh, actually, I got it because my boy, and you know him, Vacrant, 
yeah. Atia, uh, he actually was into kind of Xbox and playing video games. He's an attorney up in Virginia, D.C. area, went to law school with us at Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of got into gaming and then me and him talk like almost every day, man. Like okay. that dude was the best man at my wedding. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. He was down mm-hmm. here in South Carolina. The first wedding I had, we had three weddings, me and my wife. Okay. <clears throat> oh, we should talk we about had that. One, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. You can put a pin in that cause you yeah, keep us organized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about but, that. Yeah. But yeah. So he, uh, he was at the best man at my wedding and we talk almost every day. And, uh, yeah, that's what he, he got into Xbox Madden. And then I started playing Madden and me being a 40 year old dad, lawyer, comedian, day job where I'm trying to do a bunch of important stuff mm-hmm. for, uh, for important stuff and making money trying to, uh, it's the perfect stress relief, man. Madden and cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's just, I, that's so, so when you thought about gaming, like I'm into getting into video games now, like that's my new thing. So bro, mm-hmm. I'd be chilling. I got a second baby on the way. Yeah. I sit back and throw them headphones on and I don't talk with nobody though. I don't yeah. want to be talking with no little disrespectful. Yeah. They be disrespectful. Them little kids. And I, yeah. And, and I'm a comedian. So I'm, I'm going to send the young man to a therapist. <laughs> If you get to talking greasy to me, yeah, nah, why, go. why you got all this time? Where's yeah, your yeah. mama? Like, yeah, your mama yeah. on the screen, you know, like yeah. we're going to get real disrespectful if these young boys start to be like, nah, they, they, they definitely, I definitely hear the audio clips of these, these young folks and they definitely mad disrespectful. Yeah. That's why I don't listen yeah. to them, man. I can't be having nobody calling me no epithets. Yeah. It's definitely no crazy shit. They're going to call you a nigger. They're going to definitely yeah. gonna call you. Cause then I ain't trying to play the game no more. We yeah, just, gonna call you a faggot. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to say, yeah. they're going to say it. And then I'm in here screaming. My wife hear me yelling at a 12 year old. Yeah, I I can't. I, I don't. Can't do so it. I don't listen. I just put on my Spotify. Got you. Listen okay. to my music and drive around late at night when I'm done being everything else. Got you. Got you. Yeah, man. Look into it if you, especially in gaming. Like I said, this is um is ranked one of the better chairs. It's not super duper expensive. What's um, not super duper? You don't want people to know how much your game chairs. Cost. I think this. I think this game chair was like. It was over a hundred dollars, but it was less than two, like one fifty, one sixty nine. Like damn, you must have got the tournament edition. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is the regular one? Hey, yeah, the um. Hey, can nah, I when, get the one for the one that nah, don't play in no tournaments? You definitely probably can get the regular one. So when you when you go online, right? This is this is the when you start researching them, right? Because I, I get in these. Um, I, I'm a nerd, and you know, a lot of ways, I just start reading all the reviews. When you go in, like you'll see, like like prices get up there, bro. The prices get up there crazy. And I mean, I think the cheapest one I seen that was rated halfway decent is like sixty dollars or something like that. Hey, I'm getting a fucking beanbag chair. <laughs> the chair I sit it down is from Goodwill. That should cost a dollar seventy five for real. But when I sit in it, it'd be about. 25 good minutes and my motherfucking back be right, like, all right, yeah. go, ahead, go ahead and sit on the bed. So this is my nan and I'm older. We older now. So this is what I, this is what I, um, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily into the material things as in like the nicest car or being the flyest dude around and all that type of stuff. But what I am in is in like, I do believe in spending like money on like practical stuff that you're going to use every day. So that's how I justify it in my head. I could be on some bullshit though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nobody, nobody knows what it is. I'm you, you the first person in this. Nah, you actually the second person that I've been on this thing and they're like, yo, what's your chair? Like most people just be talking. They don't say shit. But like, I'm not, I didn't buy it because I want people to notice what the shit is. 
You know what I mean? But you do have your some of your accolades up on the wall behind you. So you uh, now you've now you've positioned the camera so people can like myself <clears throat> can see that you're top hundred of attorneys. <laughs> now you now did you recently win that? Because that's right yeah. by your your left yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 uh that's uh within the last couple months, I think. Yeah. yeah. So you like when you talk to Jermaine Dupree and he's got his platinum plaques on the Now wall. you know what it is? Um yeah. it's more it's funny that you say that because I, I I didn't um set it up for it to be uh and, the camera to get the, the shot, but it actually works pretty well. So subconsciously I might might have been thinking about that, but consciously I didn't do it. It's really for me like that when I walk in, so my office like when I walk in, my office is not that big, but when I walk in I see that wall. It just reminds me of who I am in a way. Cause I, I, I get not that I, I, we talked about this before. Like, uh, I don't necessarily, uh, reflect too heavily about the things that I do because I just do them. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. We talked about this. It, it makes sense. Like I don't, I don't promote myself like that crazy. I don't, uh, I don't sit back and be like, yo, I did. Cause I, I never, I, there's very few things that I've done for, the status that it brings you to society, if that makes sense. So then why do you put it on the wall? Because it's a reminder and I, and it is, and I do recognize You need a the, reminder that you did it? Nah, nah. I don't need a reminder that I do it. It's a reminder of... It's a reminder of, guess who the fuck they're talking to, all right? <laughs> That's what I like. That's what I'm trying to get at here, okay? Nah, nah. But, oh, let me finish. So, because you're onto something. You are definitely onto something. So, but what I do recognize is that people are into this shit. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So like, so like, when in in Rome, do as Romans do. So like, I may not like the Benz, but people like that Benz and people associate the Benz to certain things. You know what I'm saying? And do you under, here's the amazing, the thing I like about it too is, is that it becomes a conversation piece. So you're doing these interviews, uh, an artist a comedian looks at that and sees one thing and goes on a comedy thing and has fun with it. Like I just did Mm -hmm. another person looks at it and it does something else for them. So these are like conversation pieces that you see. And it's kind of a window into your guest by what they do with it, what they do with the information. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I got a bunch of blinds and a, and a grill I cook on all the time sitting behind me. Yeah. 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 But that's cool though. You should, you you, you floss a little bit. You got the Q hat, the vineyard. That means something, yo. Everybody can't go. Yeah. Everybody can't go to Martha's vineyard, bro. I never been to Martha's vineyard. That shit ain't, uh, that's a floss right there. Well, you know, I, that's just, uh, I, I cut my hair bald. Oh, you got a baldy now, yeah? I got a baldy, yo. Yeah, take your hat off. <laughs> I can't do that right now because I got to cut it again. But I'm about to show you a picture of me with the baldy so you know it's legit. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm going to show you on my phone so at least the viewers can hear uh, that I'm on my bokeh woodbine. Hold on. Yo, because the last time I saw you, you had the um the little mohawk joint going on. Yo, I'll I be on my... uh. Yeah, oh, oh, you talking about the um, like the Jason Derulo? Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, how old are you? You don't know Jason Derulo? I know who he is, but I don't, I don't know who. Yeah, he but you is. don't agree with that uh, that uh, analogy? Nah, I know who he is, but I don't know who he is. So I, I'm just saying, if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> you call it a mohawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it the mohawk. I mean, it's not really a mohawk, but it was mohawk esque. <laughs> 
<laughs> People don't know what the fuck was on top of my head after listening to this. Yeah, that shit was like a mixture between the Mr. T joint. Yo, you do it a lot, brother. Mr. T, <laughs> Mr. T, yo, I sound like a wrestling dude right now. Yo. yo. <laughs> You sound like Macho Man, yeah. He's okay. You doing a lot, brother. You doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, you had the Mr. T inspired joint. Yo, can I talk? I, I love wrestling. I still watch. I haven't watched it now. There ain't no crowds. Yeah. But before that, yo, oh, WWF, WWE, all them old school, yeah. Yeah. So, yo, let's get let's get let's get focused though, cause I okay, I, cause we got uh, I don't even know how long we is this my only time being on, or are we gonna nah, do you come more on as, as yo, you could come on as as much as you want, yeah. The hosts always say that, but that doesn't nah, I'm, I'm dead if serious. I was like, I want to be on every week, you'd be like, no, yo, I'm let's, dead let's, serious, yo. It's a fucking Travis show. <laughs> yo, I'm dead What's serious. It's if you want to come Hill on show, it's not fucking yo. If you want to come on every week, you can come on every week, yo. I'm What's the name of the show we're on? Read the fine print, the podcast. He said it's read the fine print, not read the vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> now you can come on, you can come so, on. Oh, also, real quick though, because I don't want this show to end without us talking about this for a second. What did you think of the comedy show that I put on for Chester? Because that was well, part of my I'm thinking walk, with that. I'm going to walk you through it, man. I'm walking through it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I see how you try to switch to, to, the, to hosting this joint. <laughs> All right, so this is what I want you to walk me through. You go through law school, right? <laughs> I look like yeah. every Tyler yeah. trash dude in a Tyler. Yo, he Perry just showed movie. me the picture of himself as a boyhead, yo. You look like um Lamar Odom a little bit, yo. Yo, stop that, yo. But you do look like every Tyler Perry. You you, you might got a, 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 a um a future in a Tyler Perry role, yo. Make that your headshot. I'm hitting oh. with the mask game too. <laughs> I'm on my bane, yo. Yeah, yo, yo, bane. Once I yo. Can, once I'm not working out in my living room, I'ma work out again. Gotcha. Yeah. Nah, nah. But it, yo, at least you got like um your, your head does it look crazy. Pause. Like at least that, when I wear know? the hats because yeah. I can rock it now. Nah, when, but when your I head need to you cut know. the fresh baldy. We you get the fresh joint. Did you did yeah. you cut your hair because you were thinning out bald? Then why did you get to go to the ball? I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I just did not like the amount of forehead I had in too many pictures. Gotcha. I looked and I said, you know, I, I would take pictures and I'm like, I don't know if I look like Cedric the Entertainer or who I look like. Like there's some pictures where I'm like, I, how far back does my hairline start? And, and, gotcha. and, and it, so sometimes it starts where it should. Other times I feel like a Klingon. Okay. Like with the chit pushed way back. Yeah. But that, but so it was about hairline and, and, it costs so much to keep the Jason Derulo. So, because gotcha. a lot of people looked at my hairline and said, ah, it's not far, but it's not that at all. My wife, other people, wives will say it anyway. So you yeah, got to yeah, check, yeah. double check with other people. Absolutely. Other people said it wasn't that much of a thing. So whatever, but it's those subconscious things we have about ourselves. Gotcha. That for not me, it I'm wasn't thinking the, about the reason I asked you that. And then we're going to get back. Hold to on. It. Let me just say this real quick. Plus it's cheaper. So now I don't have to spend 35 or so dollars keeping that haircut up. I got my own trimmers. I could cut the baldy myself and save a ton of money. And it's easy. And I look good with it. Yeah. Everybody say that. So yeah. I'm good money. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that, um, I thought about doing it only because like, you know, you know, I, my waves used to be crazy. Yeah. And now it was like, 
them shits be struggle to get them. And then I'm thinning up top. So it's like, I'm not bald yet, but I'm not, it's not dark like it used to be. And, you know, I think I could still go for a, for a while without anybody else really noticing it like that. But I notice it. So I'm thinking about uh, doing the bald head. But Let me tell you something. When it comes to the bald head, and I'm learning this after giving it a shot, you want to be, if it's a football analogy, and I'm the king of analogies, my wife might say the king of bad analogies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you want to be Barry Sanders. Get out while your knees still work. <laughs> Why you still look good. Why you still look good. Why you look like you still might be able to give him a thousand yards, 800 receiving, but and get out the league. Get out the league. So. Don't be out here like Frank Gore, gotcha. who still looks, he looks okay, but he's 50. 50 Earl to yeah. Pearl or somebody that stayed too, not Earl to Pearl, but other players. Patrick that Ewan. Long. Patrick Ewan stayed too long. Right, but even even um, football, some people, I think oh, it's football. Earl Pearl, oh. Earl Monroe. That's basketball, least, bro. Is that Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to him. You're talking about um, Jerry Rice stayed too long. Jerry oh, this Rice. dude played for the Oilers. Um, the quarterback? No, there's a running back whose knees got beat up playing football. Either way, it's a bunch of them, right? Bunch yeah. of players like that. The point you stands. Want, so yeah. You want to get out like Jim Brown? Get out early. early. Don't gotcha. look good. Don't be Muhammad Ali. Gotcha. Where you stay around too long? So with the hair, mm-hmm. before you become Nelson Mandela or 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 some look, it got you. You got to stop and say, hey, man, let me just, and look, it's quarantine. Yeah. Don't nobody see you. That was my thinking, too. If I got a bunch of a dents and shit in my head, yeah. ain't nobody going to see me. Yeah, yeah, You can do that right now. Right now, be good, man. And find out. And find out. And nobody have to know nothing, yeah. That's what the, I found out. I got the fresh Lamar Odom. My yeah. shit is clean. I look good. So now I got a new look to rock when it's all over. That's when you got to find out is right now. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to keep that in the, in the tuck. All right. All right. So we don't want a whole bunch of tangents. So yeah. All right. This is where, this is where I think we got to, you got to get to your deep print. dive. We got to get to your fine print. Okay. So one of my sayings, you heard it before, is that people get jammed up in life because they don't read the fine print of the contract. So the one of the points of this podcast is really to have, I speak primarily to lawyers, but not exclusively to lawyers, but have lawyers on and talk about the fine print of the law in life in general, like we just talked about. But then like for you, well, I think you're, you, you, you would be such a great guest and why you are such a great, great guest is because you did... You kind of sort of did exactly what you're not supposed to do <laughs> traditionally out of law school. So you top, you graduated top of your class, top of our class, right? Um, yeah, that's true. You, you graduate top of our class. You go to one of the, uh, you went to a larger mid size firm. One of the top. Yeah. Lar- well, I said about 500 attorneys. That's a large. That's large. That's considered yeah. large, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you went to a large firm, one of the top large firms in the country, top of the uh, top of the law school, um, getting a crazy salary, and then you decide, you know what? I'm gonna get this comedy thing to go. Walk us through that thought process, brother. So that's the end of part one. Please stay tuned for part two. I'm trying something different. Um, this is my 20th episode, so, you know, trying to adjust to see what works, what doesn't work. But, uh, again, 
that was part one. I hope to see you for part two. Well, I hope you listen to part two. I right, peace.